0: so glad to see faces, sort of, sort of. I see your eyes, and if I look at you for a minute, it takes me a minute to figure out who you are. Please don't think anything about it. Um, and I am, I read lips, and so I am really struggling right now. I feel like, you know, someone who's lost all of my hearing when I'm standing in a restaurant line or a grocery store line, and they're trying to talk to me, and I'm like, huh? Huh? Am I the only one? Y'all better not leave me hanging on that one by myself. (laughs) But I am, like, I'm so ready to not wear a mask, but I'm really thankful that I have the privilege to wear one to make sure everyone else around me is okay and um, protect those around me. Um, Welcome, and we are glad you are here, Crosswalk. Can you believe we're back in Asbury? What's up? I'm so excited. I I am with Rafe. Boy, I never knew when that time would come and wasn't sure when it would come, but I'm so glad it has come for us to be back in here. And man, what a place to be. Lovers Lane is the best place to be. I don't care what anybody says. I just believe that totally. And a big part of that is because of you. It's you. So we are starting a new series this week. I'm kind of excited. It's called Help. Thanks. Wow. And yes, I know I say that at every time we start a new series. I'm like, I'm super excited. But I am. Um, we're going to talk a little bit today about the power of prayer. And some of you are going to be like, oh, okay. We've heard this a million times. And, and, and maybe you have. But I don't know about you more than ever. I need to be reminded of the power of prayer right now, Amen. what that means. What does the power of prayer mean? It is an incredible tool. We pray when we are sad, when we are hurt, when others hurt us. We pray when we are happy, when we are celebrating special moments like weddings. Or even when we stump our toe, we call out to Jesus, amen. But have you ever found it difficult to stop and pray? Have you ever found it difficult to stop and pray for yourself because you didn't know what to say? Then, when you finally get it all figured out, you actually know, okay, this is what I'm going to pray. From the bottom of your heart, you lay it all out there and you give it to God. Then it seems nothing is happening like your burden it's not lightning any it actually feels heavier it seems to get heavier it doesn't just feel it it looks like everywhere you turn it's getting heavier it's getting worse and then it feels like compounding right this day got worse than the next day got worse but wait lord i prayed the right words then, what happens when God's answer is, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do this differently than what you asked for? Have you ever thought about that? I'm, I, I'm, I'm working. I'm just not working the way that you asked me to work. Amen. But God, my way was really good. God, I had this figured out. It's on my spreadsheet. It's in my prayer journal. I was good this week. I read all of my scripture correctly. I stayed in line with what I needed to stay in line with. So God, why aren't you answering it a little bit my way? We're going to talk about that today. It doesn't work that way, does it, Lynn. We're going to read from 1 Corinthians 12, if you want to turn your Bibles and if you're at home with us today and you've got your phone or your iPad, pull it out to 1 Corinthians 12. And we're going to start at verse 6. Even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain, so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say. Or because of these surpassingly great revelations, therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited. I was given a thorn in my flesh. A messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For I am weak. Then I am strong. That's the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So here is the thing. Some illness, tumor, heavy burden. We're not totally sure what this was. That was given in Paul's words to him. Now, here's what I envision. If you were like me, some of you sat in your seat and went, Oh, I bet it could be this. I bet it could be that. It's probably a relationship thing. Maybe it's depression. Maybe it was actually some kind of health issue. But God says, my grace is sufficient. It's going to be okay, baby K. My power will be made perfect. In weakness. Hmm. So can you imagine what that has been for you? Then God flips the tables. Paul, walk in my strength. Not your own. Let me use you right where you are. Thorn and all. When I was a little girl, um, my closest people, a matter of fact, in my life, as far as family, were my godparents, which happened to be my aunt and my uncle. My Aunt Rene and my Uncle Buddy. And my uncle is the one you've heard us talk about that um, played and, and sang with my mom for years. And when I was five years old, my Aunt Rene, who was like a goddess to me, was diagnosed with cancer. It was rough. It was a type of cancer they didn't understand. It was in the blood. They didn't know what to do. And so starting at five years old till she passed away 13 years later, my aunt, every two weeks, would get chemotherapy, lost all of her hair. But she knew how to put those wigs on and those fake eyelashes and that lipstick and head out the door. She knew how to do it. But I would see her sick. I would see her sit down at the piano to play with every last bit of strength that she had. And we would pray. I had a praying family I grew up in and we would pray. And still my aunt, every two weeks, would get sick. For years, 10 years, she did this. Her last three years, she decided I'm not doing that anymore. But I remember one night when I was little, <laughs> she put me to bed and we would do our prayers and my aunt would kneel down beside me. My, mo- my aunt and uncle didn't have any children. So I and my brother were like their kids. And my aunt was a songwriter, beautiful songwriter. She wrote for uh, the Louisiana Hayride and, and several composers. She was beautiful. And so everything with her, her was just beautifully and lyrically done. So I just knew I was going to get a grand answer this particular time we prayed. Because I said, Aunt Rain. why? haven't our prayers been answered? Why are you still sick? And then I said, are you afraid to die? And she looked at me, and what I thought was going to be this beautiful, gorgeous answer, she said, God is answering our prayer. But she said, sweet girl, sometimes our prayers, when they're answered, we're so busy looking for our answer that we miss his answer. We're so busy wanting it our way and the way that we think it should be. And she said, I don't want to get sick anymore. And she said, those wigs are hot, sweet girl. And she said, every once in a while, I put those old eyelashes on and they'll fall in my eyes. She said, but God has already been working. God has already been moving. It just doesn't look like the way I wanted it to look. She said, but don't quit praying. Don't quit praying, for your prayers matter. Your prayers matter. But how you are praying, your prayers also matter. I wonder if we are used to praying for our own needs that we forget the needs that are really out there. Because we get so used to thinking this is the way it needs to be. Or this is the way I feel like it should be that I forget what God is really doing. Is much bigger than anything I could ever conceive or know or understand Sometimes in school, and I liked school, I stayed in school a lot when I traveled. I was always in school, and I loved getting an education. I loved learning, but sometimes there are things you can't learn. There are some things you can't be taught, and some of those things that you can't be taught is the power in which God can move in any circumstance, as long as you understand that that circumstance may not look like what you think that should be. Maybe the point of our prayer is conversation and in building relationship with God. Amen. I said this a couple of weeks ago, you didn't marry your partner without a conversation or two. Are you wanting it your way? Or are you wanting it God? I really like to pray But there are moments I really like to tell God exactly how this should be done. It isn't working because I've been telling him for nine months to fix Rona. Are you asking God for a miracle? But it will only be a miracle to you if it happens your way. This one got me. Am I asking God for a miracle? I am. But am I asking for God to do the miracle my way? (laughs) Y'all better not leave me hanging. I'm not the only one that does that, right? I had a mentor. She used to say, Didi, if you can explain it or figure it out, it probably is not a miracle. For the miracle within itself is that God allows us conversation with him. The miracle is that God hears us and he will never forsake us. That's the miracle. Are you letting God use you even if you feel like your prayers are not being answered? I don't know about you, sometimes I like to hibernate when it's not going my way. When I feel like it has become too much and I've prayed and I feel like there's no answer, I'm pretty good about doing nothing. But when your faith is put into action is when you move, even when you know God may not do it your way. Part of our prayer journey and part of our faith journey is understanding that faith isn't faith until it's all we have. And so prayer is how we connect that faith to who we are. So when we begin to pray and when we begin to understand what that means. What that really means. Am I letting God use me in spite of the fact that it is not going my way? In spite of the fact that I don't understand. And in spite of the fact that not only do I not understand, but it seems to be compounding and it seems to be getting worse. Am I still? Letting God use me. Or am I saying, no, wait a minute, because it's not going well. That's just my excuse right now. I'm tired. I've had a really rough few weeks. But God, use me. But wait, use me when things are a little better. Use me when everything looks perfect, and then I'll have it all figured out. But that's not my faith journey. As we close, I love this saying from C.S. Lewis. He says it like this. He says, I pray because I can't help myself. I pray because I am helpless. I pray because the need flows out of me all the time, waking and sleeping because it doesn't change God. It changes me. When you pray, are you still allowing God to move? Are you still reaching out to help others? Because what we know is when we begin to help someone else in the midst of our prayer and in the midst of our faith journey, all of a sudden... The things that seem so blatant in front of our life and wrong and messed up just kind of seem to go to the wayside. Because I don't pray in order to change God's mind. I don't pray in order to say, God, I know better than you. I don't pray in order for God to do it my way. I pray so in order for my heart to be changed. I pray in order for God to move in me in a way that I don't even know what that means because I haven't even experienced it yet. I pray because I know that the power of prayer works in any situation. I pray because I know that my Father hears me. I know that my Father understands me and I know that he loves me right where I am. So I'm going to continue to pray.